Thanks for tuning in to High on Horror. I'm Drew. And I'm John. This episode and every future episode is dedicated to the horror hounds and smokers out there who want to expand their knowledge of the genre and have a good time. So today we're wrapping up our unintended Skipper Graham month, as John would put it, by interviewing the man himself in a Scare Package 2 Rad Chad's Revenge interview. We're also joined by Rad Chad himself, Jeremy King. They're going to spill their guts to us in an exclusive interview. All that and more today on High on Horror. Interviews, reviews, and the latest news all rolled into one. All right, so we're going to start off uh, before we get into this interview by doing a little smoking like we always do. John, what do we got on the menu today, brother? We got some sticky glue. That just sounds nice. Uh, Is that what I was smelling earlier? Is that the stuff you made me smell? Yeah, that's the indica. It's, yeah. Jeez, uh, oh, been smoking too much of it. I can't even tell. As Dave shared, it says indica in the couch. <laughs> remember that? I remember, yeah, I remember <laughs> that. It's uh, 16.6% THC. Oh, it's a hybrid strain delivering a heavy-handed euphoria and relaxation. Its parent strains are Chem Sisters, Sour Dub, and Chocolate Diesel. The laid-back effects curb stress, depression, and pain. I didn't have the normal. It was hard to find some information on this. Yeah, I gotta say, is, I'm, I'm disappointed in you, man. You, you brought me like a multiple cannabis cup winner last week, and this week you didn't. You don't even have any information on this shit. What's going on, brother? I don't know. What's going on? I'm hitting this though. <laughs> no, this shit's fucking medical grade though. But uh, I wanted to ask you. Uh, so what's um, what are you looking forward to this year, man? You got any plans? Like, I mean, Megan comes out this weekend. This weekend, the sixth, you know, on Friday. So. We'll probably see that and do a I'll review probably, on it. I'll try to see know? it sometime this this weekend, most likely. Um, Did you make a New Year's resolution? <coughs> I never do that. I never make one. I made one. Mine is uh, to watch less movies. Believe it or not, because oh, well. I, it's just like I, it's it's just it's all I do, <laughs> and I love watching movies. But with kids and like them growing up, it's uh it's becoming more and more frustrating. And I, it's like when I when I uh. When it takes two days to finish an hour and a half movie, I'm just done. I'm just going to have to start uh, arranging my time better. <laughs> yeah, I don't ever make any plans. That's why my life never changes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I want to see Megan. The only thing is, well, we talked about it, 2023 <laughs> is just a lot of sequels, reboots, sequels from franchises that haven't had a movie in a while. Ones that are having sequels that are taken away, other sequels like Saul's. Like I guess, I guess we're just ignoring Spiral. I guess, and we have a, we have the awesome David Gordon Green's Exorcist to look forward to. Maybe, maybe it'll actually be good. Who knows? Uh, I'll catch it on Peacock. Well, <laughs> have Corey Cunningham in there too. He don't want to go and take the demon out of her. <laughs> he gonna play Father Karras. I will say the movie I'm really interested in coming up is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh yeah, man, I'm I'm gonna check that shit out for sure. Did you see that one of the people, one of our like avid fans, he go, oh god, I shouldn't have said that because now I don't know his name and I feel like an <laughs> asshole. I know him. Uh, his uh, Instagram, he follows us. He messaged, he posted a message that he sent to the director of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. And the director confirmed to him in private messages that it is not dudes in masks. It is yeah. actually like Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and, and Piglet, Piglet and all of them like actually just like monster like monstrous versions of them killing people. I'm in. Like it's like wrong turn meets Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah, now uh before we get into our interview, this episode's I guess we probably should have said it in the intro, but uh this one's a little different. We don't necessarily have a movie to review because well, we, we've talked to Graham, well, we've reviewed all the Graham Spencer movies, but Literally. So, so after this, we're just going to be jumping into the interview, so, but uh, before that, we're, we're, yeah, again, we're terrible people. Listen to the last three episodes. There's your, there's your reviews. Yeah. <laughs> there's your reviews. This is the episode that gives you the interview. Yeah, and we're terrible. We, we, we wait till now to remind to tell you, it's the weed, but I mean, you people should get it of all, <laughs> all you stoners. Um. What I want to jump back to before we actually get into the interview sure. is uh, what was your favorite movie of 2022? You know, I thought about it. Or a couple, either way. Yeah, uh, my favorite movie of... T- okay, I'll, do, I'll give you my favorite and least favorite. 
My favorite movie of 2022 is Terrifier 2. Uh, that definitely that's the one. Terrifier 2 for me. No questions asked on that one. Um, until that, up until that point, I thought that my favorite movie might have been Black Phone, my favorite horror, but uh, Terrifier 2 to me, that just satiated like the this, just the horror hound in me was overflowed with uh joy and, and fulfilled in every way after watching that movie. My least favorite movie, believe it or not, is not Halloween Ends. Halloween Ends is in the worst three. By, it's by far in the bottom three of the year. Um, but uh, I would have to say that the worst film is uh, the Jeepers Creepers Reborn. I mean, Jeepers Creepers Reborn, like, I would rather fucking jump out of a plane before watching that again. <laughs> um, my favorite was Speak No Evil. Oh, good fucking choice. I really like that. Uh, Terrifier 2 is right up there. And, uh, God, I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> I'm too high. I, I, I had a third that I was going to round it out with. But <laughs> my least favorite, again, not Halloween ends, Allegoria. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> because, because I, I know because in my mind I go, if Drew doesn't say allegoria, I feel like he's just wiped it from his mind. Which good for you. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you could forget you ever had to see. I that. did. I like Men in Black. I myself. can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm stuck here with the with the images. <laughs> the scenery. <laughs> I so, can't. I can't get it out of my head. But that was the worst movie of the year. So so I hold watched. on. So 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 allegoria. Okay, Jeepers Creepers Reborn, The Monsters, and Halloween Ends. Am I missing any? To me, those are the four. Those are the four. Those are like the... And I'm not talking like indie horror, because there's like a thousand indie horror movies uploaded on Tubi and Amazon every week. They're bound to be shitty. I'm not asking that. I'm talking commercial movies or sequels or reboots. Those are the f fucking the worst ones. Rob Zombie and his brother made the list. <laughs> <laughs> Rob and Spider Zombie. Yeah, I mean, damn. You want to talk about how things change in a year? I issue two apologies to Rob Zombie on our show. Yeah. You know, at least he didn't make Halloween ends, and he's not the worst director in his family. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That's kind of a backhanded apology. <laughs> kind of. A little but bit. I like Power Man 5000 better than Rob Zombie. That's a toss-up. I like a little bit of both. But, yeah. Also, a movie that I really liked, and I almost want to include it in my top three just because I feel like it doesn't get enough love, is uh the classic 3.3 .3, uh Hulu Razor. Hellraiser, yeah man, that's a good one. Hell yeah. I uh, like the Hulu Razor. Me too. I liked Hulu Razor a lot. Um I also really really liked Barbarian. My my, my sister messaged or, or mentioned to me. She was like I heard they redid Hellraiser. I'm like, "Yeah, and it's good." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Barbarian was uh Nano 3.3 .3, according <laughs> to some people. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Um hold on. You know what? I have a stack of movies right here. Oh, Nope. Nope was a fucking solid one. Um. Yeah, man. Pearl. Pearl. Oh yeah. Pearl that's, and Smile, that's, man. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I think I like Pearl more more more, more than you do. I I fucking love. Well, no, I think I don't know if I told you this on the air or off the air. It might have been off the air, so I'm gonna clarify because I didn't say this in our review. And then as soon as the review ended, I thought like, damn, like you know, I, I wish I would have read this person's comment before because it definitely summed up how I felt. Pearl, like. Pearl is a good movie. It's well acted. It's well shot. It's beautiful to look at. Like, it's a good movie. I don't find it to be a good horror movie. There was nothing about it that thrilled me, that scared me. X was de X delivered exactly what I wanted. So that's why I like X more. Okay, there's I. I feel like it, it. It fits in with X. It's just there's not as much killing. Yeah. Where I think maybe. Us as the horror community have expected with each sequel that the body count's going to go up. Yeah. But I would still classify it as a horror movie. I mean, she's going around axe murdering people. No, I do. I, I mean, if Misery's a horror movie, Pearl's a horror uh, movie. I'm not saying it's not a horror movie. I'm just saying I don't find it to be as good of a horror movie. If, like, if, I, if I'm, when I put a horror movie on, I do want to be scared. And okay. I, I, I do find that Misery that, is scarier. I'd, I'd be more intimidated by Kathy Bates than uh, Mia Goth. No, no, no offense, but well, she ain't got Kathy no Bates will charge you like a fucking bull, man. Kathy Bates will fuck you up. She'll build like a linebacker. She'll manhandle you like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> And then she'll, and then she'll, she'll <laughs> and then she'll, she'll fucking clap your ankles Triple H style. It's done. She gonna take you to Suplex City. 
That'd be embarrassing as fuck. This dude just got belly to back, belly to back suplex eleven times by Kathy Bates. <laughs> that's that's a rough day. But uh, I, I guess think that we're this, going on and on here. Is this where we just ended? Just go to the interview. Like I think we need to get on to the interview. <laughs> you go from you know Kathy Bates belly in the belly and you to let's belly get in the back of me, man. Belly in the back of me. Get it right. My bad. <laughs> I guess that's a perfect segue to our interview. Yeah. Let's uh, let's introduce uh, Graham Skipper and Jeremy King from Scare Package 2, Rad Chad's Revenge. And uh, joining us today, we have Chad Buckley, the proprietor of Rad Chad's Horror Emporium, Jeremy King. Thank you for joining us. And uh, also... Uh, joining us, he seems to be everywhere this holiday season, and even our show ended up having a completely unplanned Graham Skipper month. Uh, Graham Skipper himself, thank you both for being high on horror. Hello, thank you for having me here. I love being high. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for being on again. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, well, that's my question. Uh, you guys are on high on horror, so Graham, Jeremy, do you guys smoke? And uh, if you do, how often? Um, Oh, yeah. You know, I'm I'm the same way. Unfortunately, I used to smoke a lot, um, and uh, I loved it. It was it was this is last week. Um, yeah, no, I, I used to smoke a lot. I loved it, and yeah, at a certain point, I don't know if it's just getting old or something. I I started getting paranoid, and uh, I I I don't know. I, I can't I can't do it as much anymore. Occasionally, I will, especially. If there's like a particularly trippy movie that I know is going to be really, really great, uh, like Everything Everywhere All at Once, great choice to to break the fast with. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, I'm definitely a fan. I wish I could do it more, um, but I uh, uh, but but I do love seeing a good movie high from time to time. I mean, have you tried edibles? Maybe maybe won't won't get as paranoid with them. Well, see, edibles edibles lock you into the roller coaster for a really long time. That's fair. And so, I, 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 I fear those a little bit. With the with at least when you smoke, it's like if it's not working for you, it's over relatively fast. Um, so I wanted to ask Graham. I'm going to uh, direct this question directly at you. I understand that you're an avid Godzilla fan, like me. And uh, so before we get into Scare Package 2, um, I want to know what are your five favorite Godzilla movies? Okay, here are mine. Godzilla vs. Destroya, Gojira, Godzilla King of the Monsters 2019, Godzilla 2000, and Shin Godzilla. I respect the hell out of that list. All fantastic films. Um, in no particular order, mine would be Gojira, Godzilla vs. Destroya, Terror of Mechagodzilla, Nice. Um, I'm going to say All Monsters Attack, which I know is a controversial choice, but I have my reasons for that. Um, I, I really love that movie. Oh, and then probably on a pure nostalgia factor, because it's the movie that got me into the franchise, I've got to say King Kong versus Godzilla. Um, okay. But I, I, I really like the Japanese version of that a lot more than the American, because uh, it leans harder into the comedy. Um, I think that's a really funny movie, and uh, uh, and I, I was glad to be able to discover the Japanese version of that on the most recent Criterion set that they released. But I think, off the top of my head, those would be my five. Okay, well, that is again, that's a fantastic list. Um, what do you think of Legendary Godzilla? Yay or nay? Oh, I, I'm a fan. Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually, I, I love that you. Uh, uh, mentioned Godzilla King of the Monsters. I think that that movie is like weirdly unfairly maligned. I don't quite understand. Um, I know, man. <laughs> why? I, people hate on that movie and I don't get it. I, I think that that movie is really, um, really, really fun and, uh, and, and really beautifully done and, um, has a, uh, 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 a really, uh, I, I think it, I think it does a great job of, uh, of, of presenting the monsters in a modern way and the way that kind of all of us as kids were expecting them to look, you know, like, like that's how Agreed. I expect Mothra to look. Uh, and I think Mike Doherty, who I'm a big fan of anyway, I think that he, uh, he really nailed it. So I'm glad to hear you mention that. And I, and I'm a fan of that whole thing. I think, I mean, Godzilla versus Kong is an absolute blast. Um, right. And I uh, can't, can't wait for the next one. <laughs> 
Yeah, I agree. Um, Jeremy, are you a fan of Godzilla by chance? The uh, the the latest ones have been absolutely amazing. I've been really impressed. Um, I remember watching like the original Godzilla movies when I was a kid, um, but the but the latest ones have been been awesome. I was I was actually I think I caught them by accident, and I was like, "This is this is really good stuff." Yeah, right. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, okay. Let's get into scare package. Uh, Jeremy, how long after the first scare package were there talks of a sequel? Oh man, that's a good question. I, I, I think it was a good six months, eight months or so. I was on vacation with my family. I'll never forget it. I was on vacation with my family in North Carolina, sitting in the middle of a river, like sitting on a rock with my feet in the water and Aaron called and we had a conversation about you know next steps and and you know how well the first scare package had been received um and you know the amazing luck of you know getting joe bob to be a part of it and that was before his resurgence and then you know getting to premiere it on his show is just absolutely amazing i think we reached a much larger audience because of that you know um, so yeah, we have a, we have Joe Bob to thank for that one, I think. Um, but yeah, it was, it was six to eight months, um, after the premiere. And, and were you surprised that Rad Chad made it back for the sequel? I, you know, I always had, I, I always had an inkling that they had more plans, uh, for this. And when they sent me the script, I mean, we went back and forth so many times because I'm like, I go, I don't get it. You know, this doesn't make sense that, you know, this one part, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, that's the point. Like sequels rewrite the history of what happened in the first one all the time. We're doing that on purpose. And I kept, <laughs> I kept calling Aaron back and going, but, but this really doesn't make sense. And I really want to make sense of this. And he's like, it doesn't make sense. That's the point. Like just, you know, so I, there were some things I just had to go, okay, like he understands it and I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> but yeah, I was so excited to get back, um, get back into the, into the Rad Chad gear. It, it really put me in a, uh, in a good place. You know, I think, I think the first like week or so of filming, I was, I was Bo. So uh, we didn't film the, the Rad Chad stuff until I, I think into the second week. So it was, it was interesting. Well, I imagine that, that time uh, I learned scare so package too about acting from sorry, Graham, just watching him. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I was going to say that uh, I imagine scare package two was easier to film since it didn't have the same COVID restrictions as the first one and had like less stories in the film. No, it was it, yeah. So it was the opposite. The scare package one was twenty nineteen. Uh, so, oh, really? Okay. And I think we filmed that. We might have filmed that in 2018, so that was actually easier to film. And then I think the biggest challenge with Scare Package Two is is the uh, the amount of people on set was just so much greater. Um, in a lot of those scenes, there there's you know seven seven or eight people around at all times. So as far as like improv and things like that, it it made things a lot more complicated because you didn't want to be stepping on other people's lines or, you know, screwing anything else in the scene okay. up. Except for if Graham, Graham had a line and then I would, I would usually try to say his line and then. Yeah, that was, that was really nice of you, yeah. Jeremy. Yeah. That, that was really great. <laughs> you know what's so funny is that we were, we were on a podcast like two weeks ago, me, me and me, Byron and somebody else. And uh, we just talked smack about Han like for like an hour. And then I, 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 when we got done, I'm like, I don't know if people are going to realize we were kidding. Like we were just saying he was like a nightmare to work with. And, <laughs> <laughs> like really tough. There, there was, I, I think that, I think that on Scare Package 2, there was more ball busting on this set than any set I've ever worked on. And I've worked with Joe Vegas a number of times. Uh, and so that's really saying something. We did have our fun. Well, <laughs> uh, but well, uh, Jeremy, since you were in both films, I want to ask you, which one of the films do you prefer now that Cigar Package 2 is out? Do you like 2 more than the first one? 
I don't ha- I don't have a preference. I think it's like children, you know, like I have two kids and I I I don't think I can choose between them. They they're both <laughs> Yeah, but I mean if you had to. The one without Graham I mean, Skipper probably. Um <laughs> no, I'm talking about your children. Oh, I'm talking about your children, oh, Jeremy. Your actual Oh, children. okay. Uh <laughs> No, cuz this is being recorded. And they could find this year's right, right, right. And one of them would right. be really upset. Um, I like I like them both for different reasons. Um, and the cool thing about Scare Package Two is I like it. Like I liked it more the more I watched it. I think I was I had seen Scare Package One so many times that the first time they showed me like a rough cut of Scare Package Two, I was like, wow, like that was really good. But I wasn't quite sure, and then like grew on me the more I watched it. And I think I've seen it like 10 times now. Um, so I, I think they're both great. They both have a little bit different flavor. I think scare package two is a little bit darker. Um, they definitely piled like more of the horror references in this one and went a little more off the wall with a lot of stuff, which was a lot of fun. Um, so I would, I would have to say it's a tie except for Graham skipper scenes. <laughs> Now, now, Chad has the video store, Rad Chad's Horror Emporium. If you open the horror video store, what's like three to five movies that have to be like the first ones you have in the in the store? Well, you got to go with all the '80s classics. Like I said, I think I would go with Friday the Thirteenth, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. Uh, those would be right up front because those are the ones that draw everybody in and get them into horror, and then you get into all the, you know, different subgenres and stuff like that. But I. You know, going back, I, I gosh, I remember like sleepovers and stuff like that, where we'd we'd all watch one of those films, and then like you'd freak out for the rest of the night. You know, like if a light turned off with, or you know, a light went out, or if you know, and then with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, you can't go to sleep either, so you're not even safe there. So I would go with the classics, and maybe The Leech, which also came out this year, starring Graham Skipper. Ah, oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, for both of you, uh, the videotape segments, uh, did you guys have a favorite one? Um, gosh, that's tough. I actually, I really enjoy all of them. I, I think that something about Jed Shepard's uh, really just spoke to me. Um, I love, uh, I, I, I love those weird, like, online conspiracy theories isn't the right word, but like those weird online, like, you know, mythical, those myths about, about, Oh, you know, can you see the body hanging in the background of the wizard of Oz, you know, sort of thing. Um, and so I, I really liked that they touched on the, uh, three minute, a baby ghost legend, uh, that, that (laughs) made me laugh. Which as a kid, I remember very specifically me and my brothers did rent that and we did stop it on that scene. And we were like freaking out that, like somebody was behind the curtain there. Um, I, again, I like, I love them all. I, but like for me, we're so dead at the very end just kills me every time. Like those kids, like the casting in that one was just so insanely great. Um, and like the stand by me vibes, like totally, um, very eighties vibes with that one. And, and, I, I just think the kids in that are so darn funny. Like, man, I wish I was. Yeah, they're great. Them they're great. Sometimes. I wish you were as funny as them too, Jeremy, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Now I try, uh, Jeremy, you, you had, a uh, an additional role of Bo Buckley. Did, did you enjoy getting to play like two different roles? I, I, you know, it, it's so funny because my, my accent, like I actually, I actually did work on it, which you probably can't really tell. Um, Cockney, he really did. I can attest to this. Yeah. And really co- like Cockney is really tough and they had it written. They didn't really have it written in Cockney. So Cockney slang is all about rhyming and stuff like that. So I was going through like every night and like changing all my lines based on, what you would say in Cockney slang and then having to work on it like that. And then it was really tough because you couldn't really, well, I couldn't because I'm not that good. I couldn't really improv in that character because it's, 
so controlled and so um my, like my lines were so set in that one you know um so i did enjoy bo buckley and i think it was it, it was so funny because like aaron every time the smoke would come in i was thinking well i'm a chimney sweep i'm kind of used to this so like i would stand there and then i had this thing when i fell i would always fall butt up and like aaron was getting so frustrated he's like cut cut jeremy okay you gotta fall first of all and don't do the butt up thing you gotta stop doing that and i and I think, I think I made it into one scene doing that. I fell regular, but when I got up, I got up like butt up towards the camera, and I think it made the cut. Um, so I, I mean, I was having a lot of fun with just stupid stuff. <laughs> I don't think Aaron was. Uh, do you have a favorite line or scene of yours as Rad Chad? Oh, that's tough. Um, Getting out of the, I hope I'm not ruining anything, but everyone should have seen it by now. Uh, getting out of the casket uh, in that whole scene, it, it like it was Graham and Zoe, and I like between the three of us, we couldn't make it through a take because either I would crack up laughing with so them or funny. they would crack up laughing. <laughs> so by the time we got done filming that scene. Neither of them were looking at me, and I wasn't really looking at them because, like, we couldn't get one through one take. Like, it, so I, I, I would say definitely in this one that uh, that scene for me was was probably the most fun. Yeah, that was. I, I was just when you asked that question, I was like, "What is mine?" I thought, "Oh, it's got to be that goddamn you know final scene." It's like I, I, I cannot express to you one. It was so late at night, so we're already kind of slap happy. To, I think that was the last day of filming, right? If it Jeremy, was the last day, it was, it was, no, that was the last day. That was the last day, yeah. That was the last day because me saying my last line, I remember that, that was actually the last thing I said on set and then I was wrapped after that. Um, yeah, it was, it was so, we just were laughing and having such a great time and it was really emblematic of kind of the whole experience of shooting this movie, which was just, everybody was just having a blast. I mean, even when it was, like 8,000 degrees on set. And even when, you know, we were running behind schedule and people were, you know, hurrying to get the next shot or whatever, everybody was still having a blast and everybody still found the funny in, in everything that we were doing. Uh, so it was a really, a, a really great experience and a really great group of people. Yeah. The people, I mean, like rich summer was, I mean, probably the nicest, most down to earth guy you could ever meet. Um, Kelly Maroney, yeah. like coming in, like, when you work with somebody that's been around like that, you sort of give them their space at first. And she came right up and like, Hey, how are you? Like got to know us and, um, having Dustin Rhodes back the first time we shot, it was sort of the same thing with him. I was kind of like, okay, you know, he's probably used to like people bothering him in between takes and stuff like that. So this time around, uh, you know, we just, we, we kind of like hung out outside and got to know each other more. And I think for me in this one, that was probably my favorite part of being a part of it is just, um, the on-camera stuff, but getting to know everybody that was, that was on set because everybody just brought so much joy every day, you know, except for Graham, he caused a yeah. lot of drama. Yeah. I'm a big diva. Oh my God. time diva. Yeah. If his underwear wasn't cooled to, to 55 degrees before he put it on every morning, he wouldn't even show up. Yeah, but think about how comfortable 55-degree <laughs> underwear is. That I does mean, sound yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes as they were bringing that cold underwear to you on set, I would just put it against my face just to kind of cool off before we got into our scenes. Well, and weirdly, you do that after I got into the underwear as well. Well, that was more to get <laughs> closer to you on a psychic level. Um, sure. It's, 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 uh, what is that? That's Meisner, right? Meisner technique. Yes. Yeah. I think they, I think, I think Sanford Meisner did talk about, um, getting close to your fellow castmates underwear causes a bond. Yeah. Um, not only with them, but with the audience, because having your, all sweat on my face during scenes, I think 
really drew the audience in in a lot of cases. I feel. Well, I mean, it's check. It's Chekhov's ball sweat, you know. Yeah, you that's what it was. Okay, we're going. See, that wasn't all right. This is, uh, <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. Uh huh. Yep. Chek- when Chekhov's ball sweat gets mentioned, I think we're we're uh, going into. Some Why you got to ruin territory. the fun, Graham? <laughs> I always like to do that, Jeremy. Yeah, you, you do. Yes, you do. I was going to say, it's it's funny you mentioned the casket scene, because the one part that just always makes me laugh is when your foot gets caught. Was that written in, or did your foot just really get caught when you were uh, trying to get out? It, it was kind of a combination. It was uh, it was kind of me having fun with the the whole experience of getting out of the casket. There was a lot of that paper, like an enormous amount of paper inside the casket. And I don't know if that's like a real thing or they had just bought the casket and it just had like the liner in it or something. But the first time it sort of started getting wrapped around my foot and I just kind of went with it. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to bust ass because that's what, that's what Chad would do. And, uh, you know, and then it kind of extended out when I couldn't get the paper off my foot. And so, yeah, that was, a, that was a little bit of both, but I hope when I get buried, they, they pull all that paper out. Or they throw me in the ground. <laughs> and uh, Graham, I got to ask: Did you ever think you would have had the chance to play Frank from Hellraiser in a movie? Oh man, uh, never in a million years! But boy, am I happy that I got to. I'm also glad that, in a way, I also got to kind of play Julia because I got her suit. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, yeah, <clears throat> I mean what, it, that, that honestly, I mean, well, one when Aaron reached out to me. I was a big fan of the first one. I wanted to work with Aaron. Uh, and despite my uh, my trepidations of working with Jeremy, who, who's got a reputation, let me tell you what, um, I, uh, I was just so excited. I, I was I was just so excited to work on this. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But when Aaron sent me the script and I saw that I got to wear this full <clears throat> this full prosthetic. I was stoked because I've never, I've never been covered in blood. I've had different prosthetics like put on my body, but I've never had it's um, in your personal the chance life, to actually do something like this. <laughs> what did you say, Jeremy? It's usually in your personal life that you have prosthetics added. Well, well, well yeah. Uh, yeah. They're asking film questions. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I, I was super excited about it and, uh, you know, it was great. I mean, uh, House and Nathan Bright. I mean, the two of them uh, were were just total pros in uh, applying that that monster of a suit, uh, you know. And I think at first it took us about two hours to get into it, and then like an hour to get out of it. And then by the end, we got it down to like ninety minutes to get in, and then like forty five minutes to get out. Um, and it was just it was a really fun ritual every day. It was incredibly uncomfortable. Uh, I left a trail wherever I went. He was uh, I. I was very moist. Um, I was very hot. Uh, but what was funny, you know, like Jeremy was talking about when Dustin Rhodes was on set and I grew up a big WWF fan. You know, I was, I was, you know, Hell that yeah. was my, I, I was, a, I mean, that was my childhood. So I was stoked to meet him and I'm sitting there talking to him and I realized at a certain point, I'm just grilling him about like, tell me cool wrestling <laughs> stories. And, and he's super nice and, you know, very generous with, with his storytelling. And I realize I'm talking to this guy as a skinless, like, whack job, you know. And he's so, like, kind and, like, professional and, like, chill with me and, and everything. It was just one of those very surreal moments uh, uh, that you can only ever have uh, on, a, on a set. And I was, I was very grateful for that. Yeah, I gotta say, yeah, it's a credit to Aaron and Cameron Burns as well, who just took like something so simple of just like you laying there pointing to the, you know, I'm in hell. It's just so hilarious. Yeah, and I was in hell. I was in hell. It was <laughs> that wasn't acting. It was brutal. It would that wasn't acting, but it was uh, but it was great. And um, yeah, I I would do it again in a heartbeat. Aaron, if you're listening, I would do it again in a heartbeat. <laughs> I think it's in my contract that you're not allowed back, but we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about that, ball sweat. Or maybe it's in your contract <laughs> that I'm not allowed back. It's a, yeah. I don't. Yeah, we're at a standstill then because it's in my contract that you can't be back. <laughs> so I don't know what we're gonna do about that. 
After all the lines I tried to put in and kept getting cut. It's it's just now it's just going to be Byron Brown right. at the end standing I, there. You know, I I think Byron Brown playing Sam is the most underrated, underappreciated part of both scare packages. Like I could watch that dude read a telephone book. Like he is just so darn He's funny. And, like the energy that he brings and the the insane like in in the first one the the Goldie Hawn line all that was improv. Like all that was improv. And I literally ruined two takes from laughing when he was doing that scene with Han because I wanted to sit there and watch it. But then I kept ruining it and I had to like walk away. Um, but man, that dude is just funny. Yeah, he's he's amazing. And uh, Jeremy, I got to ask you the one line that's just so ridiculous but makes me laugh every time. <laughs> Uh, I got to take a Brad Pitt. Was that in the script or was that, was that on your own? That was, that was written by me the night before going through, I was trying to find, so again, Cockney slang, I got to take a, you know, a shit. And so you wouldn't take that. You wouldn't say that you'd say <laughs> something that rhymes with shit. And then I was like, Oh, wait, oh wait, go take a Brad Pitt. That was all me. <laughs> that was all me. <laughs> Well, uh, I wanted to ask both of you, uh, Graham and Jeremy, uh, do you either one, you guys say you have so much fun on the set. Can you guys tell us like a funny behind the scenes uh, story that you share? Other than the copious amount Ah. of beer that we drank when we were not working at that one wing place that we found. (laughs) Oh, that one wing place where where you creeped out the the parkour waiter. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, Um, whoa. Um... (laughs) Yeah, gosh, I don't know. We had a blast. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, we played... So Rich Summer is a big fan of board games, so he brought a whole lot of like board games and card games, so we would play a lot of those. That was really fun. Um, I think... Uh, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, the the whole, like... I don't know that whole the whole like first like chunk of filming when it was all of us together in that really hot warehouse. Uh, it just led to you know we were so hot and so de- it was I mean this is the summer in Oklahoma City at an abandoned warehouse filming, yeah in an abandoned warehouse that certainly doesn't have air conditioning. You know everybody is just like slap happy with with delirium. You know at at you know after like hour six or whatever and uh, so just so many jokes and people acting ridiculous and Aaron yelling at Jeremy to quit goofing around. Stop, and, uh, stop you know, doing just, what I'm doing. <laughs> just stop doing whatever it is Jeremy's doing at that moment. Uh, the only good thing is I yeah, do have an asbestos good. lawsuit now uh, going. Oh, great. Yeah. Good. That's good. That's good. Um, fu- funnily enough, That's it was actually long. the same warehouse where they shot, uh, where they shot Hellraiser Judgment, um, which I, as a big Hellraiser nerd, uh, thought that that was a, a fun little uh, fun little bit of horror uh, synchronicity, which I personally enjoyed. I never knew that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I just learned something new today yeah. from Graham. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? <laughs> well, Graham, I can imagine what you're saying though, but uh, you guys got lucky having the cast you had because you know, like being a movie fan and watching you know commentaries and reading books, being in a small warehouse with like you know no like with heat, everybody hot. That could have gone the opposite way. Y'all could have been total dicks to each other and miserable, and instead you guys had a good time with it. So I gotta say, you know, that's you know kudos to you guys for you know being tr- true fucking troopers and like real actors. That's such a oh, testament to it. Was such a great group of people. What's that? Yeah, I was going to say that's a testament to everybody that was working on the film because you're exactly right. It could have, on a lot of other projects, I've seen much less. <laughs> and it's like people get very diva like sometimes um, as far as temperature control and stuff like that. And which, you know, they, they, they worked their butts off to try to cool it off. They went, they went out and bought. God, what did they have? Six or seven of those, uh, like small AC, like portable AC units, and piping all throughout the thing. But it just, it, it just couldn't keep up, you know. Well, like it was 11. like they, and those, well, and those AC units would have a little temperature gauge on them of like what the temperature is now, <laughs> you know, now that they're working. And it was so funny because it was like 110 degrees or something inside the warehouse. And so it would be like, oh, but look, it's cooled it down to 96 degrees. 
it was very it was very funny but that was that was the thing you know all of us were in it together everybody was in the trenches together wanting to make this really cool thing um aaron is such an amazing leader you know he he really knows how to steer a ship and how to keep uh how to keep morale up um how to keep everybody feeling positive um so uh well, i mean and him yeah, and just, do it, love it what was, they do you know they do bring uh, absolutely absolutely yeah, it's it's infectious, uh, and and so it was really it was a great experience all around. And uh, Graham, I wanted to ask you: you've been everywhere this past holiday season, and of course with the leech and Christmas, bloody Christmas. Do you now think you're a horror icon for Christmas? Now, I mean, you're really you're real you're really just uh, everywhere this year. Uh, I mean, thanks. I, have been very, I, 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 I consider myself a very lucky person, uh, is what I consider myself. This has been a, a, a very good year for me. I've been very blessed. Um, yeah, I mean, to have three movies come out in December is something that is very rare and will probably never happen again in my career. Uh, but I'm very proud of all of them, uh, as well as mystery spot. The other film that came out a couple months ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, you know, I'm just lucky and happy to be a part of these projects. You know, it's like if you were to tell me, you know, when I was a 12 year old kid, like really getting into horror, you know, that I would get to, you know, play a skinless Frank a beer pong champion, you know, that I would get to, you know, get slaughtered by a robot Santa, you know, that I would get to be a demented priest, that I would get to be a, a sad dad with his ghost daughter, like, how cool, you know, how awesome. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I'm just, I'm just happy and, and very, uh, I'm also very happy that this was sort of the culmination of the, uh, of, of the month for me and to get to have this come out so close to Christmas. Uh, it was, dare I say a real gift. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Graham, you also had a role in Beyond the Gates. Now with uh, Rad Chad too. Like, what do you think is drawing you to these VHS throwback type of films? Oh, I mean, well, I was a VHS kid, you know. Like, amen, I think we all amen, were, brother. You know, yeah. Uh, we, uh, I mean, that was that was the lifeblood. That was that was what childhood was all about. I mean, I, I will. Never for, I mean, I still have my VCR, you know, I, I, I use it very infrequently, but I love it. And I love the feel of it. And, and, uh, I just love those memories of, of the, the, uh, sort of fear and excitement of picking out a movie that you've never seen purely based on the box, you know, and the recommendation of some 16 year old behind the counter of a blockbuster kids. These Um, days will never know. I mean, those were the days, the joy of wandering. (laughs) Those are the days. I mean, and, uh, uh, you, I, you know, it, <laughs> oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that was it. That was, uh, that's, I, I love it. And so I, I love to, uh, I love that we, we get to celebrate it still in, in the horror world. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the other thing I was going to bring up is that you had a role in one of my yearly, uh, Halloween movies that I watched tales of Halloween. Uh, so like oh, yeah. what is drawing, what's drawing you to what draws you to anthology films? Is that, uh, is that just, you know, uh, is it because you were a fan of anthology films like creep show and, you know, tales from the dark side and stuff like that? Or is it just, you know, the script? Oh, sure. I mean, I, well, one, yes, I am a fan of anthology films. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned Tales of the Dark Side. That is my personal favorite. I think it's kind of yeah. a creep show. You can fight me. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I mean, re- honestly, it's just wanting to work with people, you know? I mean, that that was the, you know, that was the, the thing with Tales of Halloween was <clears throat> it was just a huge group of people that I really wanted to work with. Um, and, and so, you know, that was the opportunity that afforded that. Um, and I love the script. I loved the, you know, it was again, sort of like scare package Two, <clears throat> just a really great sense of, um, a family and of, uh, just a group of people wanting to make something cool together. Uh, that, that, uh, filled my little black heart with joy. Uh, so I was, <laughs> I was very lucky to be a part of that as well. And, uh, you also did the leech, as I mentioned. As Father David, you showed a lot of patience. Uh, do you think you personally could have put up the same amount of patience that Father David did? You know, I will say this: um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure I would have the same, the sheer amount of patience that Father David did. But uh, I, I have been told that I'm a very patient man, and I think that I am generally a really, really 
patient guy. So I think that I am pretty prone to falling into the trap that Father David does. He did. He did share a house with me for a couple of weeks, and it was like reenacting the leech before I ever saw it. <laughs> it. It really. He is not lying. He is not lying. There, there was that one night that I woke up and you were just standing over my bed. Yeah, that was yeah, strange. yeah. And that's not a joke. I really did wake up, and he was standing over my bed. But oh, you know, man. I gave him a. T- I gave, I, I, but you know, I gave him a tender kiss. He went right back to bed. It was I fine. Did. I did. I rolled back. That's over. all he wanted. Yeah, yeah, we're we're we're, uh, we're putting uh, meth into his uh, CPAP machine, <laughs> which that's a whole thing. Damn. Remember that three days well, um... ago? <laughs> uh, so, Graham, did you and Jeremy Gardner uh, follow the script, or did you guys like improvise on the leech, like how he, as Terry, could like push you to your fucking limits? Did you guys spitball like what could you do to make me finally fucking snap, or was that all like written? Um, I mean, everything that happens in the movie was written in the script, but Jeremy, de- especially, definitely, uh, you know, improvised a lot of the lines uh, that that happened. You know, he would definitely make them his own. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, everything that happens in the movie that was written in the script and, and granted, you know, Eric, the director talked to us a lot beforehand about what we were, um, about the movie and about how we felt about the things that would progress. And is there anything that would like, you know, be an absolute deal breaker and just how far do you think David could be pushed? And so that was definitely a conversation. Um, but you know, once the script was set down, you know, Aside from like improvising lines and adding in some uh, some fun uh, zingers, uh, it was it was all you know narratively. It was all there. So you and, actually uh, learned your I lines want... for that movie. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Said you actually learned your lines for that movie. So in Scare Package, I do. I mean, you just showed up and just you had no idea what was going on. I was just like I said, so I'm just farting the whole time, right? right? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. A lot of earpiece work. Aaron had to like feed you your lines through the earpiece. In fact, in yeah. a lot of scenes, you yeah. can see him holding his ear as he's saying his lines because he forgets to he forgets to let go. Well, I forget as to ask. Yeah, yeah. And I actually want to jump back to Rad Chad here, but uh, Graham, are your beer pong spill- skills as good as Dwight's? I'm fucking great at beer pong. All right, I'm gonna say that right here, right now. Uh, I I was uh, very pleased that I got to show off my skills a little bit in this movie. But um, yeah, I uh, I mean I haven't played in a long time, but I'm confident that if somebody were to challenge me, I would be able to hold my own. I feel like out of the whole cast, you and I, Graham, could be the real beer pong champions out of anybody that worked there. Oh. We should have done should that. Have done we should it. have like at the like rap. Should have we been a tournament. As the rap. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the rap party should have been a beer pong tournament. Exactly. And then you and I would have dominated, and uh, we legendary. could have been really happy about that one very insignificant skill that we have. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man! It translates to real life. Sure. Just like video games. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Graham, with Christmas, bloody Christmas, if. I, th- I think I'm right. This is your third time w- working with Joe Bagos. Oh, more than that. Uh, this is one, two, three, three, four. This is number <laughs> four. This is number four. Five? Yeah, this is number four, including <laughs> Bliss. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, me and Joe, we, we go way back. I mean, we both started our careers together, basically. Uh, so it was really fun to get to go back and, and play with him on set again. And uh, and what what is it that just keeps drawing you back to his movies? I mean, he's just, you know he's one of my best friends, and I think he's incredibly talented. And uh, you know, like I said, I mean, we were really, really in the trenches together. You know, in in Almost Human and The Mind's Eye, and um, you know, to get to be on the on that journey with him has been a real honor and a privilege. And uh, I mean, I, I'd do anything for that guy. I would. That's I, how I, would I feel it. about oh, no, Aaron yeah. B. Kuntz, the director yeah. of Scare Back. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I think yeah. Aaron B. Yeah. Kuntz is amazing, and I would rather talk about him as a best friend and an amazing director 
so that I'm in the third one <laughs> and not Graham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we want to thank both of you for joining us today. It's been a lot of fun. Um, Except for Graham. Where, do you have yeah, any you upcoming guys. projects you want to talk about? Um, I am in Jeremy King's sex tape, which is dropping sometime in 2023. Yeah. When that is Jeremy, do you have any info on that? Yeah. I think we're going to try to time it right around Valentine's day so that we get that big, uh, you know, weekend push. Um, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) which, which, which ironically enough, the title of that movie is the big weekend push. So (laughs) it's just, just, I mean, it's all, it's all coming together perfectly. Uh, Literally. Well, and the sequel to this movie is it's all coming together perfectly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry to drop the news on the sequel. Yeah. Well, I didn't know he already knew about some breaking news. He must be, he must Um, be on my only fans account. I am. I'm his only fan. Uh, I, um, I wish I could yeah. I mean, I, no, you, nothing that I, nothing that. <laughs> uh, aside from the sex tape, nothing that I can really you know talk about right now. But uh, just excited for the new uh, year and secret, uh, huh? yes, um, and uh, yeah, just excited for folks to watch Scare Package too. Yeah, I have I have like seven or eight super secret projects that I can't talk about, which I'd love to. Uh, just like Graham, but they're secret. Um, hopefully, secret. I, I, hopefully, I make mm. the cut. Uh, last year, I filmed. Uh, there's a new show coming out on Apple uh, called Bad Monkey, um, and hopefully, I make the cut in that one. I was supposed to be recurring, but things got shifted around. Um, yeah. Apple and uh, lastly, where where can people keep up with you online? Twitter. At the Jeremy King. Yeah. At Graham Skipper on Twitter. Uh, or I guess technically also on Instagram at Skipstagram uh, because I'm <laughs> very clever. Um, no, I uh, but I never use it. Uh, yeah. Tw- Twitter at Graham Skipper. Wow. That's a great note to end this on, Graham. Your Skipstagram. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, did a great job. Well, there. thank you guys for being on. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you. Hey, thank, thank you, you guys so much. Us. This is fun. Take care. Thank you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to all the horror hounds and smokers out there for tuning in. Thank you again to Jeremy King and Graham Skipper for joining us today. Uh, make sure to follow us online at High on Horror 420 at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, MySpace, Friendster, all of them. <laughs> Everywhere but OnlyFans. Everywhere but OnlyFans. We, we, have, we haven't made that one up yet. That's the other HOH. When there's some demand for it. Some demand, because there's none at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so pay attention to those. You'll find out what we're doing next week. And... Uh, you can always email us highonhorror420 at gmail.com and go to our website highonhorror.com and make sure to check out our reviews on there and uh, I guess that'll about wrap her up catch you later bye everybody <laughs>